District of Conservation is sponsored by CFACT. To learn more about our sponsor, head over to CFACT.org. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Welcome to District of Conservation. I am your host, Gabriella Hoffman. I've got a very special interview for you all today. We're speaking with Charles Whitwam, who is a Bay Area entrepreneur originally from Michigan. He's also an outfitter and hunting guide. And he was one of several people in wake of the bear ban that was introduced in California last year. And he started a change.org petition. And through that petition and other external pressure, the ban on black bear hunting in California was soundly defeated. And earlier this year, he launched an organization some of you may be familiar with called Howl for Wildlife. And there's actually a really great piece I'm going to defer you all to to supplement this episode. It's from Michael Shea of Free Range American, an editor I've worked with, cool guy. We'll have to have him come on District of Conservation at some point. And he talks about how for wildlife being the platform hunters need right now. Couldn't agree more. So in addition to today's episode, go listen to that. It's linked in the notes. But you're going to learn about the organization, their efforts to bring together different conservationists for the purpose of unifying hunters, despite some of the fissures and divisions that are often met in the community writ large, across politics, things of that sort. So great tool. They're incentivizing hunters to get involved, to do some action-oriented pieces for legislative items. Really unique stuff, very creative. So you'll hear more about Charlie's background, what the group is up to, and how you can even make a say in support of legislation that's good and against legislation that's bad. So here's my conversation with Charlie from Howl for Wildlife. Across social media, maybe some of you guys have seen this new group called Howl for Wildlife pop up. I have certainly pushed some of their content onto Instagram stories. I think Robbie Kroger from Blood Origins has shared them. And many, many other people in similar positions like me have been doing their best to kind of highlight what they're doing. And we're speaking with one of the key people behind Howl for Wildlife, Charlie, to talk about the group, how it came about to be, and why people are paying attention. So, Charlie, thank you so much for speaking with me. Thank you so much for having me on. I, I really appreciate it. Um, looking forward to it. Talk about the origin story about how this organization came about. What prompted you guys to form? So a little over a year ago, uh, last January, a bill came out in California to ban bear hunting. And I started the petition and grassroots effort that um, in five days, collected over 27,000 signatures. Um, the, the issue became well-known nationwide, and we also had, I don't know, at least a few thousand phone calls um, going out as well. And uh, the bill was pulled. It was, a, it was a Senate bill, and it was pulled within five days. So um, that was basically the efforts of what I think made that different. It was, the, it was the efforts of the mostly hunters taking action on their own. And it was I, apparently, I guess, a unique approach to the whole thing and, and very powerful. And, you know, the, the bill was pulled. So I asked myself what was different about what just happened. Is there is there something missing out there? Is there a hole to be filled or a gap to be filled that that wasn't that we weren't able to accomplish before? And it seems like there was. So um, 
that's when Howl for Wildlife was basically where I started thinking about the idea of it, of coming up with a platform that makes it really easy for anybody to get involved on uh, either anti-hunting issues or, or even on the other side and actually to, pr to promote uh, hunting issues in each state. So that's what we came up with. And in the short amount of time, I think since you guys have started to make an appearance, you've gained a lot of traction. I know on social media, just even anecdotally looking, a lot of people engage with your Instagram with comments and likes and share the materials. I see a lot more people writing that they're going to reach out to their state lawmakers or federal lawmakers, either in support of good bills or against bad bills. And do you think that probably a deficit you recognized in forming this organization was because there is some sort of division with sportsmen? I won't really dwell into it, but it's known that there, there sometimes is division. It's hard to unify people, but the bear bill opposition to it actually brought people together who would normally otherwise maybe not work in concert with one another. But do you think that your organization is trying to rectify that problem of bringing different people, even within conservation together? 100%. Yeah. So I like to call it fill in the blank. So if it's, if it's a bill that's going after bear hunting or lion hunting or, um, or trapping or, you know, you name it, fill in the blank with the animal that, that, you know, you are most involved in, in the hunting world, because the end goal of the anti hunters is to end all hunting. So, our goal should be to protect all hunting. So no matter what state you're in, no matter what animal at the time um, that the issue is about, you have to see that as, as an attack on, on um, an eventual attack on what it is that, that you love, because it will get there. If, if, if we don't stop it, say in California and you're, you live in Virginia, um, it will come to Virginia. That's the goal. So we're trying to streamline everybody and get everybody on the same side, at least on, you know, something like this, which should be relatively easy to do, um, I guess, in concept. And the same thing with organizations, the same thing with conservation orgs. Um, you know, it's the reality of it is um, it's, it, they're kind of in competition with each other and um, trying to get, those resources and knowledge and, and experience streamlined a little more to get everybody on one page. That's extremely important because incremental bans to hunting do pose a threat writ, writ large to everyone. I think some people are starting to come around to it who may have been reluctant because they're like, well, this will never, never affect my type of hunting, whether it's bow hunting or archery, but you see the attacks on trapping that have been going on for quite some time and then it extends to predator contests, bear bans, things of that sort. So I think people are recognizing that an attack on one form is an attack on all. And were you personally drawn to this because you're a sportsman yourself, because you certainly have to have some vested interest in this um, because it takes yeah. regular individuals like yourself to want to start to you know be proactive in fighting against bad things and, and proactively promoting good things. Yeah. So I grew up, in hunting in Michigan all my life. I was exposed to it since the earliest, earliest memories I have. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought for a time that everybody hunted. <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm definitely involved in, in hunting and I still hunt a lot. I do guide and, and outfit, um, 
on occasion when I, when I have time to do that as well. And I just, I was kind of tired of, um, I didn't see an opportunity for hunters to really get involved. I didn't see an easy opportunity. So, um, I just felt like there was an opportunity and we just weren't tapping into that. Um, and, and, and I felt like the actions, you know, the opportunities that were out there, they were kind of difficult or they didn't really make any sense. Um, and I'll give you an example. So if there's a, let's say there's an issue going on and the action for, you know, the action that we're told to take is to contact your legislator. Well, if that legislator has nothing to do with this bill, which often wildlife bills are decided upon uh, by committees, which mm-hmm. can be from, you know, three people to 22 people or whatever it is, they are the decision makers. So contacting your legislator isn't, isn't going to do anything. So I learned that quickly, like, okay, these, these action items need to be set up correctly to go to the right people. And um, so that's what we did. And that's what we're doing. Uh, Additionally, the emails, uh, they shouldn't be, they shouldn't be canned emails. So if it's a different email going out from each person who, who's, who submits an email, um, that's a way more personalized approach. And we've set that up as well. So, um, some of our actions, well, on any of our actions, we can have, we can have a thousand different emails set up. So what I mean is if a thousand people come to our platform and, and push send, it will randomize those emails. So the decision makers are seeing a different email from a different person. Hmm. Um, on top of that, they can edit it, they can add to it, you know, they, they can do what they want. So you can make it super easy and use one of our pre-drafted emails or add your own, or add your own, you know, email, the, the, the body, the content. And then the same thing with the subject lines as well. Those are varying. So, um, I, I think it's just tactfully a, a great approach when you want to reach these decision makers and, and it looks like it's you know, a, a real true individual email coming from that person. And it does come from that person. Nowhere in there is how for wildlife mentioned. We don't, I don't feel like it's of any value to say, you know, how for wildlife is going to keep your constituents informed on this or whatnot. I think the value is, um, and the strength is getting our 60 to 80 million sportsmen in the United States, an easy way to get involved uh, on these issues. And, and we just made the portal for them to, to do that. And it's a super insanely easy portal to use. And kind of unlike some other groups, when they have like a legislative center, I kind of noticed something really different that really sticks out to me. And I think you can offer positive incentives to get people to send emails, to provide feedback uh, submit comments. You guys offer a reward center. Could you explain how that whole system works? Yeah. What you're so, hoping to accomplish with it? Yeah. So the website is gamified. So basically there's for every action you take, whether it's sending an email or making a, we have a click to call um, option too, that we'll use on, on some issues um, where again, I'll just explain that really quick. When you click click the call, a prompt will show up on your screen. So you're not just blind calling to these decision makers, a prompt will show up and you'll get bullet point talking points 
on on things that you should say and a phone number from whatever state that the issue is in it's relevant to that state the phone number will call that office so it's not even your phone um, so our system calls you it prompts you to connect to the next decision maker from from a from a phone number that's in that state and then you get a prompt on the screen on what to say so those are really powerful as well but um every action that you take has a value assigned to it every time when you are logged in and you share a link to facebook or instagram or whatnot as long as you are logged in that's a personal tracking link that you are using and it it knows if people have clicked on that link and have signed up as a result of you or have donated as a result of you or have taken action themselves as a result of you bringing them in. So with all of this, you're getting points. With those points, you are essentially signing up. You don't have to do anything to do this. It's just, it's just by tier. So when you get to say 100 points, you're automatically entered into some of the contests that we have running. And I'll give you an example. We have, we had one where the Western Bear Foundation was offering two lifetime memberships to the Western Bear Foundation. You also got a Stone Glacier solo backpack included with that. You got a, a jacket and a hat that came with that. So those were for people who had, I think the criteria was 100 points. Um, and you just get an email and said, hey, guess what? You just won this. And then you're connected with Western Bear Foundation. They get your address and they send you these, uh, these wonderful prizes. Um, so we're building that to be really, really awesome. We're going to have some cool things that are sort of tiered on that, um, depending on what level you want to be involved in. Um, and by the way, it's free to join. So this doesn't, this doesn't, this doesn't cost you anything. Um, Additionally, on top of every action you take, you get a confirmation email. And that's where you see our kind of the other side of the rewards that, that we have. Basically, there'll be clickable links to partners that we have who want to support us. So you click on it and you buy something off their website and a code is auto-populated in the, in the shopping cart. So... This can be, we have a supplement company, we have a, a wild game marinade company, we have a, a couple different apps on there, um, like an almanac app, it's called My Season. Just really cool stuff that we wanna get people involved with, but also they're supporting us as well. There's a coffee company, Bear Beans Coffee, um, quite a few companies on there now. So every time you get an action, you take an action, you're getting that as well. Um, so we've incentivized activism, I think, to put it, to put it simply. Yeah, that's a unique way of incentivizing people to take legislative action. It's very creative and we'll see if other organizations replicate that. But in kind of just the short amount of time you guys have been operating, could you kind of speak to some of the successes the organization has had in dismantling or helping to defeat legislation? I know you were in Colorado where that really, I think it was the anti-trapping legislation, anti-bobcat hunting legislation yeah. that was defeated. Could you speak to some of the successes where you guys had some involvement in this past season? Yeah, for sure. So since you brought up um, Colorado, we, we had, uh, I can't remember how many decision makers were, were um, that we had set up for Colorado, but I believe we had, I know it was somewhere around 40 to 50,000 individual actions um, going around 
uh, the Colorado bill and um, being at the hearing, two of the, I think there were senators, two senators brought up the amount of emails that they got. They've never seen anything like that before, but they also brought up the content of the emails, which was, which made me really happy because, you know, I know that, and we had a, a large part to do with that. Um, so that bill was, was killed. Um, we had, um, in New Hampshire, there was a Beagle Club bill, um, that was killed and ended up being 18 to one. And I received an email from a representative there, um, Shirtoff, I think it was his name. And he told me he was for the bill passing, but he said he thought this bill was going to pass. Um, it was a strange email. He's like, I don't know what your intentions were, but if your intentions were to kill this bill, um, Machiavelli would be proud. That's <laughs> he wrote me this really crazy email. And it, and it was directly about all the emails that they got and the pressure that they received on that. So um, we had success on um, um, the Virginia trapping bill. Actually, I think is, is where you live. I know that one, that bill was killed. We yes. had a, a ton of emails there. I and submitted then, and did my part for that too. And then we've had, um, we've had a few where the issues have, we haven't won yet. We certainly haven't lost. They've progressed and there's a lot going on in Washington right now with man, with spring bear, with their commission, um, the same thing in California. Um, but what we've done there is in California, for instance, um, we base one of the things that our website offers, if you really want to get involved to the next level is we have zoom training meetings where you can come and learn from, um, people who've been doing this for a long time. That's already in another organization or wildlife biologists. They're kind of hosting these zoom meetings through us and they will teach you how these state wildlife committee meetings work. And they'll break down the bill. They'll break down the process. So then when it comes time to, to take part in the committee meeting and to, to, um, to actually speak during the committee meetings, these, these hunters are showing up with really intelligent content and everyone's saying something kind of different as well. Like we're, you know, we're, we're setting it up that way. So on the last committee meeting in California, we had over 200 hunters involved in that meeting. And I don't know, it was like 63 or 64 hunters actually got to speak. And generally it's the anti-hunters who were there doing this and there'll be just a handful of hunters and we completely flipped that. So it was, we far outnumbered them. Um, and, uh, and that petition has, it's, you know, they haven't killed it, but it went in the direction that we wanted it to go, which was re referring it to the department to, um, to make a decision on the, uh, it, it's an outrageous bill. Basically the humane society is saying there's far less bear in California than there has been because of wildfires. I saw that argument. That's so ludicrous. And it's the craziest thing because there's so it has many things to do with it. Nothing to do with it. So Two what's interesting issues. that is that they want to use science <laughs> on this. So this is a really interesting opportunity for um, the department to come back with actual science and, and possibly expand our bear hunting opportunities in California. Um, so yeah, no, we've certainly had success. I mean, 
I know it's going to happen, but so far we haven't lost anything. Um, and it's, it's kind of crazy. It, it is, but I know that the pressure since a year ago from the grassroots efforts and from the thousands and thousands of hunters getting involved, that is having an effect and it's a new, it's a new trend. It really hasn't happened to this level before. So we're hoping that that just keeps growing. Um, and I do have some analytics here. Well, I looked it up today because I was talking to somebody else about it, but so we launched on January 11th. Today is February 22nd. We have had, it's over 185,000 individual, um, actions through our website so far. So Incredible. to, to decision makers, it's a lot. I mean, that's a lot, but it's nowhere near what we need it to be. There's, I, I, I'll be happy if we have a million users on our site because what is there? There's 16, 16 million hunters, you know, and then there's however many million anglers and then, you know, the shooting sports, there's 60 to 80 million of them. But if we can get a million, then I think we're getting somewhere <laughs> until we get there. I don't, I don't, I don't think, you know, I'm not going to be happy until we get there. I think you could, given what you've listed, you could certainly achieve that by, oh gosh, September, October, if you play your cards right, maybe sooner, because it's, I know it's, it's yeah, with legislative session, um, things are starting to die down. I know in Virginia, our session mm -hmm. ends in March and a lot of sessions are ending soon. Uh, but no, those are ambitious, but probably very doable goals. If you've already exceeded, you know, six figures. They are, um, they are doable. It, it depends on how long bill season goes. Sometimes ours will go to mm, July or August in California. Um, but then there's also, there's OP 13 going on in Oregon, which is if that ends up getting on the ballot, that's, we're not even going to get involved with that until July, probably. So, um, that would be a huge one. <laughs> that's, that's the one that, that essentially bans all hunting and all fishing and all ag, anything to do with animals, like clipping of toenails or breeding of animals on farms that would, Ugh. that would get rid of that. It's, it's, they laid it all out on the table on that one. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll just see how long this, how long this season goes and, and what else we can get involved with here. Very good. What outstanding legislation is still looming? I know you guys are focusing largely on Virginia passing its Sunday hunting bill. I think if I'm not mistaken, I know a lot of different groups oh. are looking for us to do that. Um, are you guys also going to tackle federal rulemaking? I don't know if you follow kind of what happens on the federal level, but maybe you guys can apply your efforts to a public comment period for rules changes. I know there was um, something relating to that the public couldn't comment on, but a, a lawsuit to potentially revoke a hundred uh, fish and wildlife service, national wildlife refuges uh, to revoke access, new hunting and fishing access on that. But are you guys going to look into doing that in addition to any outstanding uh, bills coming? Yeah. So for, for Sunday hunting, we have South Carolina and I'm waiting on content, um, for Pennsylvania. Um, we have two pro hunting bills in Georgia going on right now. We have, um, a 
a Mississippi issue where 6,000 acres of public land is possibly going to be sold to private um, for some reason. I'm not sure. But anyways, we're not, we're not for that. Um, what else do we have? I know we have some more stuff going on in Washington and California, of course, that seems to be a, a standard these days. Um, and then there's a few more bills. There's, there's one I'm writing up right now for Wyoming. There's another one for Colorado. And, but what we do is I'm, what I'm trying to do is, is partner with the in-state orgs and we link to them we can get donations to them, but they are essentially providing the content for our actions. And it, I mean, it just makes more sense for everybody because they're the boots on the ground organizations. They're closest to these issues and they need all the help that they can get nationwide. Cause what we're doing is bringing in not just individuals in whatever state the issues in, but also nation, a nationwide effort to get behind that. Um, so for these actions, that's, that's what I'm trying to do is, is partner with the in-state orgs to, to get content and to give them access to our dashboard so they can set up training meetings and RSVP, um, you know, for, for what they want their members and, and, you know, the, the, the hunters of said state to get involved in. It just makes, it makes the most sense for us. And it, and it, it's in line with, getting everybody on the same page and streamlining everything, no matter what organization you're a part of or whatnot. I think this is an opportunity for us to all work together. And so anything that's that for, for federal. Yeah. It's, it just, there's a lot of issues out there where it's like, yes, this is an issue, but there isn't a whole lot that can be done about it right now. You know? Um, so we, that's, that's what I'm waiting for. And of course there's, there's bills and there's things that I'm missing. And I'm also, I'm also doing this all by myself, but, um, that's what I was telling you the other day. I don't sleep anymore, but no, you need reinforcements. Just, you can't just do it by yourself. No, I do, but it's, you know, we're just starting. So it's certainly just getting, getting the right people. I mean, we will for sure. But, um, you know, like I said, with a lot of issues, there, there's people asking me about say New Jersey, Hey, can you help get bear hunting back in New Jersey? And it's like, well, we aren't writing bills, you know, we aren't, that was done through a legislative process. If an organization wants to submit the proper paperwork to, to potentially change that in New Jersey, we'll definitely get behind that. But, you know, we're, we're not writing, we're not lobbying or anything ourselves. Um, so, um, yeah, we just wait for the best opportunities, I think, to, to get people involved and, and to hopefully, have content where it makes sense to where you go to our website and you know what it is that you're, that you're getting involved with and what you're signing on to. Excellent. Where can my listeners and those who discover how for wildlife, where could you direct them to follow you guys, to engage with you, to connect with you and make you aware of any pending legislation? Uh, howforwildlife.org. You can also do.com. It'll just forward to .org. And I don't think you can get lost once you go to the website because it's very easy. It's, it's essentially all about taking action and you, um, you should sign up first. You should join first because that's the only way to, to redeem points and, and, and get rewards. And again, that's free. It's just your email address and a login. 
And then after you do that, push take action and there will be clickable pictures. It'll say essentially the state and a brief description of what's going on. You click on the picture and you can read all about it. And at the bottom, you, you add your, your name and email address to whatever issue it is. And you can also find us on Instagram and we have Twitter and Facebook accounts, but it's just a repeat of whatever we do on Instagram. And on Instagram, it's how, how for wildlife. If you type that in, you'll find us, but the actual, the at is, is how underscore org on Instagram. Wonderful. We will be sure to include all those links in the show notes, Charlie, wonderful to speak with you and connect with you given your very busy schedule. I anticipate you guys growing even more. And I hope this is not the last time that we speak. I hope you'll come back on to give us periodic updates and best of luck to you. And, and you'll have support here from me and, and my podcast as well. Awesome. Thank you so much, Gabriella. Great talking to you. Thanks for listening to this episode of District of Conservation. We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you're following the podcast on your preferred player. We recommend Apple because that's where the largest share of our listenership hails from. And you can also find us on Spotify and dozens of other platforms. Make sure you're following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to never miss a beat nor a guest announcement. And please, please, please go leave us some reviews on Apple and Spotify. Those help us go a long way in seeing how far we can go and measure our progress. So we really appreciate that. If you enjoy this podcast, please share the word with your friends, share links to individual episodes and to the podcast. Want to appear on the podcast? Have an interesting story to tell? I'm all ears. Shoot me a message and we'll do our best to process your request.